So Kanye, all right. So I guess the question: Are we like, are we gonna be mad at Kanye forever? How mad like, are we like, now? Kanye's yeah. not gonna can, stop can making we, music. Can we, can we scale how upset we are at Kanye, like currently? Um, honestly, like probably like a one. Out of what? Is it one? We doing a one to ten scale? One. What is the thing? Like I'm king compartmentalized, right? Like. I can understand the idea that Kanye is both a like a gaping asshole, the likes of which are only rivaled by like Pornhub, and also the fact that he makes amazing music. Like I'm okay with that. Or sometimes I want to <laughs> hear his music. So like I just I can I'm okay with the fact that he is not even insane, but just he said a bunch of dumb stuff that's offensive and dangerous and all that. Like I totally get it. But I also I want to listen to all of these albums. So, so I'm one not angry like I don't have any like for me Kanye doesn't have any effect on my life. And so to be clear, were you ever angry? Like in the midst of yeah, the MAGA madness, it, I was like, oh, he's like he's bugging out. Like this is crazy. Like slavery is a choice. And then like I was, I love the fact that Van Lathan like gave it to him right there on the spot. Like mm-hmm. whether that means anything to Kanye or not, like he was supposed to get that. Like he earned mm-hmm. that and a lot more. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I always knew I was going to listen to the music, and I just wasn't going to let him upset me, I guess is how I looked at it. Okay. All right. Um, I did not think of it on a scale of 1 to 10. I just, I would say that I am annoyed. I would say that I'm annoyed. Because going into this, I actually was queen compartmentalized. In this, <laughs> <laughs> and the, going And going into the Good Music Month, I was like, this really shouldn't matter because I'm not the sort of person who wants to ascribe all this power and influence to celebrities and like, you know, look to them as the be all end all for our moral conscience. Right. But at the same time, I also watched the Fox News and Friends segment the, the day after when Trump thanked Kanye and was like, thank you for your support. And, you know, the Chance the Rapper, I saw that he tweeted, you know, saying that not all black people have to be Democrats. And I was mm-hmm. appreciative of that and all that stuff. And just the mere fact that they became hip to that made me realize that, like, as much as I want to believe that celebrities shouldn't have the power and the influence, ultimately they do. And then the unevenness of the Yay album in particular, I felt annoyed in the sense that, like, wow. You really try to roll up all this attention for this. It's crazy you talked about like the building up attention for the album. I don't know if that's what he was doing, honestly. I think when you have an album coming out, you have to be on social media. I just think Kanye was talking too much. It's just like what were we what were what were the discussions before these albums came out? We were talking about politics, we were talking about all these things. So when he first came back to Twitter, it was cool, right? Free thinking, like it was fine before free thinking became, you know, supporting Donald Trump or thinking slavery was a choice. It like, off pretty quickly. Right. Because <laughs> that's when he realized, like, oh, I, I can't, you know. But to me, I, I was very upset for a little bit because I understand the power of those words. Like, words have power. Words have meaning. So when you say things like that, that has actual ripple effects in the world. And then I realized he doesn't read. And it's just like, oh, wow, he's a child. It's just like, can you be, like, how angry can you be at a child? Like, a child can, can you can come home from work and your your kid could pour milk in your PlayStation. <laughs> Except he's near to, 40, though. Right. He's not an actual exactly. child. It's but a he thing. he is a child. He's been telling us for years he's been trying to be five years old again. Okay? Like, Long he's, time. Has, go back and listen to all his, all his old interviews. He talks about, I want to be a kid again. I yeah, but a kid doesn't have yeah, debt. Exactly. But you know, <laughs> you know that when the IRS shows up and take everything, man. But what I'm saying is, his responsibilities as an adult. Outside of that, I'm just talking about how he perceives his opinion without having to check facts. To just say things out loud is very childish. So for me, as I understand that I cannot take anything that he says seriously. Like I cannot take this man seriously. So I I do take what I want from Kanye. And understand that okay, this could this could have some merit to it. But after that, I was like, oh, 
you're not gonna let a child tell you about politics. You're not gonna let a child tell you about the world. But a child can paint a picture. You're gonna put on your refrigerator. That's the A album. It is a picture on my refrigerator. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> he's a child. Well, I mean, the other part about it too is like, I thought that we every all like a I thought it was like common knowledge that like Kanye isn't beyond the mental health. That just Kanye just says things. Like, I thought when he was ranting about leather sweatpants and Hedy Slimane, I thought that we all kind of understood, like, okay, Ye just, like, he just wows out and says these things. So I thought that every, I didn't know that, not that I didn't know that people would be offended, but I thought at a certain point it would just be like, not that it's okay for Kanye to be Kanye and say those things, but it would just be like, well, he's, it's, he's, it's that's, different. that's him doing that. It's different when you say you're Walt Disney, because, okay, fine. Doesn't have any because Kanye would do these rants about things that just really didn't matter to the world, right? Exactly. But the moment you start endorsing Donald Trump and he's using that in ways of uh, sort of like showing that I'm getting this just support from this figure, you know, from this figure. Because I, I told somebody today, like, what Kanye meant to people was he was a figure for us. Like, regardless if you like Kanye or not, like he was a figure for people. For sure. And once you turn that figure into something that we disagree with, it becomes such a big issue. And I feel like that's the thing. Like I don't know if Kanye was aware of how he was being used, but Trump and them knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing with his support. So I feel I always felt like that's the danger of celebrity though, is when you're not aware of your power. Like literally, like one man should not have all this power, but one child definitely shouldn't have any power. And listen, like Trump has been, let's, I mean, think back to when Trump got inaugurated. Mm -hmm. Remember that whole mess that was trying to organize that concert, trying to figure that out nobody who was, wanted to perform that nobody all. wanted to perform in. It was because at that time, as many people as Trump got to vote for him, he did not have the favor of the sort of celebrities that who could actually wield power. So that's where I think like. Kanye really fucked up. It was like Trump and all like the Tea Party shit that he stands for finally got the sort of celebrity crowd that they've been so hungry for. It's like, listen, like when Richard Spencer is as good as they can fucking get and as if Three Doors Down is as good as they can fucking get, then they're going to just embrace Kanye with open arms and they're just going to use that as leverage to bolster whatever fucked up movement they've got going on. But how long did any of that shit last? Like, they put their arm around Kanye because it was, like, cool for ratings for, what, like, six hours? And then, like, Kanye wasn't going to get invited to the White House. Kanye is not going to be... I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, Kim was trying to do what she was trying to do as far as the social justice thing, and that's admirable. But I'm just being as far as Kanye, I just... I don't know. I just think that it was, like... It was. It felt like reality TV. That's what it felt it, like. It, it, like, literally, it was like, okay, this guy named Kanye comes in and, like, throws water on this girl and then there's like a brawl and they tear the club up and it's just like and Trump is tweeting about it. It just didn't even seem like a real thing. It was hard for me to take serious. I guess that's what it is. But has anything been serious since Trump was elected? I mean, have we not been in an episode of The Apprentice for what? The last yeah, six, seven months? But I think the stuff that's been serious there has been more serious than whatever Kanye West Yeah, is no, I feel about. you. But it's just, it's just, it does feel like lately, just like reality feels very much like it's, we're, it's just, weird. we're just in an episode it, yeah. of some MTV show that we can't see. <laughs> we're never, ever going to Like, we're from. not. Like, someone is scripting this. Even this right now is scripted. This very moment. This very moment. They know every word I'm about to say right now, and I can't not say anything else because <laughs> it was written. Like oh, like nah, like nah. See, you see how I did that? You like that, right? You like that, right? Yeah. Nas is the ghostwriter for the reality show. Yeah, hip hop. Oh yeah, I guess I'm a person, huh? I'm a guy talking. Um, my name is Ja. Um, I'm 33% of this rap nerd triumvirate that we have here. Um, I'm Christina Lee. I am the other 33%, and then to my left is MF Doom. I am the other 33% <laughs> of this podcast. Is that why you're wearing that mask? Yes. Oh, I was sitting here trying to figure it out. Know. Like, why is he wearing this mask? I, I've been doomed this entire time. Oh, That's man. crazy. You know, we've been trying to get a celebrity host on here <laughs> for so long. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a Something to Say so. podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Something to Say podcast. I forgot to, I guess I forgot to mention that.
if you if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm assuming that you love like rap music and hip hop culture, and maybe you even love the city of Atlanta. That was where we're broadcasting live from, Southwest Atlanta to be exact, like Atlanta, Atlanta, not like Dunwoody or Alpharetta or like. Is Dunwoody done, Woody? Mmm. Mm, mm. How long have you waited? <laughs> You've been waiting. <laughs> she, that, that, she was, I feel like she was sitting one. on that one. Yo, like she's been waiting. That's one of those things you came up with at a red light. Like, I'm going to say exactly. this one. Right. Like, you took I that. wish, but you know what? It came off the dome. Ooh. As all these rappers yeah. like to cl- claim. They just wrapped yeah, off the dome. You just took Dunwoody's whole summer in. There was, like, no, there, the there summer. was, there was no Quentin Miller for that? <laughs> no oh. Quentin Miller. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Oh, no. Oh, Quentin. Shout out to Quentin Miller. Shout I would like him to Shout out to, to Miller. I knew Miller back when Miller was just Miller. There wasn't no Quentin. Shout oh out to God. Miller. Oh, my God. No, tell me more. Yeah, was he working at Kroger? No, actually, I thought Miller was going to, like, he was... Miller was an artist of one of my homies named Sounds. Sounds was a producer. And at this point, he was probably like a teenager. Like, he must have been, I don't know, like 17, 18, 18, 19, something like that. And we'd be at the studio playing 2K, and he would be, you know, he cut a bunch of records. He was over there with a Red Zone with Tricky and Dream. And that was in, I don't know, 2008, maybe? 2007, 2008? Wow. And he had dope records. I thought he was dope. As a kid, he was kind of immature. I didn't know if he was a star, but he had dope records. Like, he sounded like Jeezy. Like, his voice, it was almost a little Bibby thing. It was like, little Bibby has this crazy voice, and then you see him, it's like, oh, you look like you're 12. But you have this monstrous voice that, like, in the booth, it sounds amazing. And he was dope. So when I found out that he was, like, Drake's ghostwriter, I was like, oh, shit. You was a little nigga who was playing 2K with, and now you... Yeah, I have so many questions about the transition from Red Zone to like, if you're reading this, not for you in particular. No, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people just assume that Quinn Miller like popped up. Right. Like, yeah. No, he's been some, doing this for a minute. Some kid Drake saved from Kroger. And yeah. Right. That's it, was public, it was public. It was public. Yeah, it was public. Yeah. I heard. I heard that he misrepresented public. But he did. God <laughs> damn it. Because, <laughs> honestly, he the same check. But no, yeah. Quentin Miller didn't pop up out the ground. Like, he had been doing music. It just, I mean, I don't know the whole story, but I obviously it didn't work out at Red Zone right. with, with Tricky and them for whatever reason. So, you know, he moved on to whatever endeavors he was going through, and then the Drake it's, thing it's happened. It's definitely right. like a story there. I cannot wait. And I haven't seen anyone tell that part of the story. No, no, no. Like, I've seen a couple of his interviews, and he hasn't really talked about any of that. I don't know if that's on purpose, but it's like... Uh, one day we'll get the backstory on Quentin Miller. I just want to know... Who directed Drake to him? Because I don't think that last time I checked, you know, this period when Quentin was coming up, right. even when Wedding Crashers was coming up in the city, they weren't like huge. Right. You know, there was very, they were very much on a local level. So how does Drake and his like back cave in Toronto know about Quentin Miller? At least enough to be like, I want you to come write for me. I mean, maybe that's just a product of being in Atlanta. Could be. I mean, I know he spent time down here. Yeah, but yeah. like, why? Him? But why him? Yeah, why him of all people? Because I mean, he's dope. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but everyone's dope, right? Like, he could have. Let's say he would. Let's say he would have got Offset <laughs> early, right? Mm. And would have got that flow. Like, there's so many. To me, I think what's interesting is there's so many people from Atlanta that he could have came. He could have came and got Key. Yeah, could have came and got OG Maco for sure. Quinn Miller. Why Quinn Miller? I, I might never get the answer. He must have heard that Rico verse. Really he, heard, he, heard, he heard that Rico verse and was like, shit. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> the God could use some of that. <laughs> Come on over here, boy. No, I mean, no, no, this is all good because we're kind of alluding to all the hoobaloo that was surrounding the, these good music releases, right? We're talking right. about um, all the fuck shit that Kanye caused with the with Fox News and Friends. We're talking about um the ghost the ghostwriter allegations resurfacing again in light of Pusha T and Drake and all, all right. that stuff after Daytona came out. I so I guess my question to y'all is was all that hype for lack of a better word worth it? Like was the was the music worth all that hype? Maybe so not far? maybe not Ye's album specifically. I didn't dislike Ye's album. It's easily to me it's his worst album, period. But I still see a lot of redeeming qualities in there. And maybe that's cherry picking, but like I don't think it's trash. There's like 
To me, Ghost Town is a great record. I even like I even like the intro, even though it's like morbid and like, you know, uh, the spoken word. You know, I thought about killing you today. Like, I I actually enjoyed the song, but I think the overall releases thus far between Kanye, Cuddy, Kanye, and Pusha, production wise, like it sounds like it sounds like it's been worth it. Lyrically, maybe it hasn't been worth it. Yeah, but musically. Wow, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm pretty impressed with everything that I've heard, just production wise, from all three of the albums so far. Okay, it's it's kind of wild because I don't think they needed like this wild press run to to create excitement for these albums. I think people were already excited. If they did anything, they made people uh, skeptical about listening. Like, I've never seen it happen before, but this is probably, like, a reverse press run mm. where people question. But, yeah, like, I've seen a lot more resistance than I've ever seen for a Kanye album just based on the press from before. Like, just what he was doing, you know, Trump. And even before, like, that, that photo of Trump with Kanye, like, a lot of people didn't forget about that. So I feel like on one end, all he needed to do was drop the albums. Drop Daytona, drop Kissy Ghost, drop Yay, and I think we're dealing with a different kind of reception. I think we would have been like, I think we could have got past like the necessary like the photo album with Trump, which I still think that the intentions of that was naive. I think he was like, because I think Kanye, being his ivory tower, remembers when rap used to use Donald Trump as a metaphor for wealth. And was trying to understand why all of a sudden everybody turned on him. And it was because, well, he started speaking. And he said things we did not agree with. So I think he thought he was trying to show some type of uh, solidarity that was not necessary. Mm-hmm. Super really Daytona fucked me up. <laughs> right? Like, Super fire. It's incredible how good of a rapper Pusha T is still. Like, I think it's the braids. It keeps me youthful. The power <laughs> of my hair, <laughs> nigga. It's like. But like it's not even weighed down. Like he's not tired. Like he sounds literally sharp. Yeah. As well as he's ever sounded. Yeah. So I think like when you hear that kind of quality, you hear Cuddy uh coming through with just very, you know, positive reinforcements. I think Kissy's Ghost is a really good uplifting album. And it's just like, wow, like this is great energy. But you tell this slavery was a choice. So like <laughs> like the contrast there was so unnecessary. <laughs> like you can't give me a reborn. Well, I don't want to derail the album thing, but I do want to ask, like, what do you think that is, right? Like, I don't want to make a false equivalency because okay. being a moron and doing crime are two very different things. I'm gonna preface what I'm gonna say with that. But, like, what is it the thing that, is it just that slavery and racism is a hot button? Like, how did Kanye get, quote, unquote, canceled immediately and we, like, kind of put up with... Okay. Chris, before you get to that, I just want to say, I don't think Kanye came with that thought that slavery was a choice. Someone told him that and he repeated it. Yeah, because yeah, no, yeah, he's none like of us have watched guy. Candace Owens for the record, right. so we don't know whether that was the same material. I have, I have zero idea no who idea. Candace Owens exactly. was. Exactly, so we don't know where this is coming from. All that I know can is be the you do material. not wake up and say that. So, so here is my thing. Of course, we cannot attribute any one thing to Kanye, right? Kanye is not the be all end all in this scenario. But here's what I think is what happened: we had Obama as a president for and for a brief beautiful moment in time we thought we were living in a post-racial future or at least america thought right trump is the rude awakening trump is proof that like it's like no guys we were actually founded on slavery and this is the sort of and like this is the sort of shit that we're gonna have to deal with until we actually really deal with it actually kind of come to terms with how certain people are benefiting from a country that was literally built off the backs of free, horrible labor, right? So I think we're at a very tense moment right now because it's literally white supremacy versus everybody else. And it sucked to see someone like a Kanye, like actually, you know, vouch for the other person's side or like look to be team Trump. 
for better or for worse. I think we're just feeling incredibly tense about racial relations in America right now because of the fucking tiki torches and shit like that. And and Kanye did not help. How did I almost forget that happened? I don't know, sir. That's wild. I mean, I remember it happened, but like the tiki torches. Like when you mentioned that, I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, You dude. cannot... You cannot separate that moment from what Kanye said because, like, the intensity of race relations right now were so heavy that him coming out and saying that is is, is just as worse as endorsing Trump itself. Yeah. It's just, like, it swayed something that was not necessarily a button to touch. Yeah. I mean, maybe we thought we'd be more acclimated to it two years into his presidency and stuff like that, but it was literally only two years ago where BET was hosting the farewell party for Obama. And then we transitioned to Kid Cudi. I mean, not Kid Cudi, Jesus, Kid Rock. <laughs> visiting the White House. Yeah. I am so sorry, Whoa. Kid Cudi. Whoa. I'm so sorry. Whoa. Whoa. I just want Yo, you to know, if that was Kid like a Rock typo was, in an article. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if, if Kid Rock was Kid Cudi, the album would have been called Grand Wizard. <laughs> That's a bar. That's a bar. <laughs> Get the white out. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what you do. All right. So, so have you? Been, okay. So, have you been able to listen to the album? Like, okay. Um, like you know, like stomach through listen. Is that yeah. what you're asking right like, now? Can, can you offer? Stomach can you offer listen? an unbiased critique of Kanye's music? Well, okay. So here's the thing. Ye is full of bad takes. And that's also half of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always been a little bit of a clumsy of a lyricist, but that was always we always forgave him for that. That was, like the, that. Charm it that was, was like, the charm of it. That was like, the charm of it. It was like, oh man. It's like a little kid tries to run, he falls down on his butt, and you're like, oh, this guy, he's not really good at this walking thing, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying his best. We we liked Kanye nice for his charisma, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that wasn't okay. So. It wasn't because of the the nature of the lyricism. It was for the fact that, like, for example, he would be like, Russell Simmons got me tooed, where the whole um, the whole implication by that is like, oh, man, we're supposed to feel bad for the guy. Right. When yeah, Russell yeah. Simmons did a ton of fuck shit that he should face the consequences for. And then, like, the weird song addressed to North at, like, the very end where it's like, man... I never want you to like go through puberty, man. Got a little creepy. Got a little creepy. He and said, it's I like I hope your body is like mine. And I was like And I was like That's not something you're supposed <laughs> to say to your small daughter, sir. Like up until that point, I was kinda like, Oh, this is sort of whatever. I feel like I'm gonna have to parse through this a little bit more. But when we get to the end and when we get to that song, I'm like, actually, you know what? I'm good. Because if you're this take is very, very bad and we're saint. Where is Saint? Where's Saint? Where's Saint right now? Don't you listen to this shit your daddy is trying to. I just want to know what he had against yoga. Like, what was that? About? And, Pilates. and Pilates. You're in Calabasas. What's the wrong with you? Is this, this is literally all you're surrounded by, right? You made workout right? plan. Oh, my God. Oh. Come on, man. Oh you made my God, workout it's... plan. Was bro. that it, though? Was this like karma? <laughs> <laughs> was this guy in so afraid of his It karma? might be. It might, I, I it do, might I be. I think that to some extent that that's what that song is about, though, is that the fear of his that his idea of what women were and having a daughter now. Of course, as an adult male, you should not see women mm-hmm. a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you might have a, a certain kind of past and you're realizing, like, oh, my God, what did I do? It just puts all the onus on North and like North didn't oh, yeah. ask for that shit. Right. So I guess my question is like, like you talk about retiring these things, right? Like getting right. rid of these things. Like has society changed to the point that rap can never, ever be the same anymore? Like even the Pusha T and Drake thing, right? Like mm-hmm. the whole, like, should he have said anything about 40? Should he have talked about 40 in that way? Is that too far? There's people that feel like, no, there's people that feel like, yes, I feel like, in 1993, no one would have said it was too far. Mm-hmm. So, like, is is the... Because I'm not even against political correctness, so I guess that's not really what I'm talking about. Sure. Is, have we just... Has the temperature in society changed to where we're just not going to accept certain things regardless of the arena that they come in? Like, the president can't say that. 
the CEO of a major company can't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, your pastor can't say that. Mm-hmm. But can a rapper still say that? Like, is there still space in society for rappers to say the things that Eminem used to say only like 12 years ago, 15 years ago, and it yeah. still be, that we look at it as just that? Yeah, that part of, Yeah, part of me wondered if a lot of the conversation was sort of informed by the fact that Drake can actually feasibly be a guest on an iHeart radio concert mm. in the sense that he is such like a pop figure to right. a lot of people. I part of me wondered if that sort of informed the conversation in any way because mm. rap beef is such a spectator sport where it's like it like kind of like, you know, somebody who goes to a basketball game for the first time and might not understand the rules of it all. Right. Maybe some of the people just didn't understand how petty you're supposed to be. Like, you can say these things? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So part of me wondered about that. It was like, oh, man, you went way too far. And I mean, meanwhile, they somehow overlooked the fact that, like, Drake name dropped Pusha T's fiance first. He started it, goddammit. Yeah, no, you know what's crazy, though? I'm with you, though. On that. I, do, I do agree he started it, but I also believe that not a lot of people knew who she was. At all. Like, like it's funny because yeah. it's like that line was for Push, right? Like, he, right. Yeah, he yeah, caught yeah, it, yeah. right? But I feel like a lot of people, like my brother, didn't know what that was about. Like I had mentioned it to him, he was like, "That's Push." Like, you, like Push has a fiance. I, like, I like the people like, the weeks re- after the that song came out, and, and no one kind of like that's why like it wasn't a clever line, but it was slick. Yeah, I think my only issue what happened with Forty, and this is my whole thing about like just like rap beat period is like I'm big on karma. I'm not gonna talk about somebody dying, only because like I like I don't think those songs age really well. Like when uh, Pac brought up Sickle Sills. Right. Uh, from, um, what's my man's name? Prodigy. Uh, Prodigy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you hear Hit Him Up Now, and like you and you hear that line, and you know, oh my, like he died. Yeah. You know so, so like to me, it wasn't like too far in the sense of like you can't say that, but to me, I looked at Pusha a little differently about like how serious is this? Like See, to me, right. that's what I wanted to know. Like why would you? Because I understand being petty. I understand going for the win. Because you have a whole child you just brought up, okay? You won. You are hiding you, a child. You made a child appear. <laughs> okay? You made a whole Presto child appear. Changel. That wasn't like... Push a cop of She wasn't even pregnant. Like, the child was born. You made a kid appear. And he had an Adidas line. You spoiled <laughs> all that. You won. But, like, the 40 thing to me, it was the cherry on top. But, like, did the Sunday need the cherry? And to what extent is this really a thing? Like, what were you and, – and that's my whole issue about the beef and understanding, like, what's uh, too far. I've been having this conversation with a couple of friends. Is like, where do you draw the line of, like, how far do I want this to go? Do I want this to be a rap beef or do I want to be in a position where this can escalate to something else? Because right. when Pac may hit him up – there's no going back. Like that was right. that was it, right? right. Like there there was a line where it was no going back. I feel like when he dropped that line about forty, that when anything that could have happened was going to be because like, can you imagine? And this is how I I imagine this is what happened. I imagine Drake's in the studio with all his friends. Mm-hmm. They just dropped the disc. They're like, oh, push it, just piss something out. Play it on the. Stu- who do you think? Play, play, who play do you, it. Who can do you? you- who do you think played the song? I think Ovi O'Brien Probably Ovi O'Brien. I think, but like, <laughs> can you imagine? Like, I've been playing this in my head for, like, two weeks. Can you imagine, one, if everyone in the room did not know Drake had a child, how incredible that was. I still think, like, in my perfect world, Drake's mom didn't even know. So, like, yo, wow. like, have y'all thought about this? Have y'all thought about who might not have known about this child? This you shit know was, what? I had was a secret. I hadn't, <laughs> and that, that is a very, why do you so, want to do that to that lady? Like, yo, Pusha was going to, like, he was already going to win. That's why I thought, like, the 40 thing, when I say too far, is, like, like yeah, Drake it was, was unnecessary like, to yeah, win. To to win. That's why, I like, because right. imagine, like, we're all in the studio, and that shit comes out. We all look at forty, and it's just like, bro, like you know, are you okay? <laughs> like, like, like we thought you were good, bro. Right, like, we yeah, thought, yeah, you know, yeah, I thought yeah, you had like, that under control. You, like, tick, 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 bro. Like, how much? You time? can talk to me, right? How much? Time? That's what I'm saying. Like, when you start changing the atmosphere in a person's life. Like when we come and see, that's that's, that's, that's clearly what he wanted to do. That's exactly he but did like, that to cause chaos around Drake. Never mind the rap fans. Yeah, he wanted like, his personal life to be affected. But now by. that that changes Forty's life too. You know right. what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like I don't want to say that it was too far in context of rap beef, but I really want to know for Push. Like, do you want that if something happened to Forty? With the, let's say something happened to Forty within that two weeks. 
Would that like that diss record would not be the same? Well, that's it. the people are making jokes, but that's why Jay yeah. Prince. Like, I feel like that's why that's, he pulled the see, plug. And people who I don't know who Jay Prince is, is like it's memes, and I'm seeing like reckless things being said on Twitter. I'm like, yo, man, yeah, nah. y'all are crazy. <laughs> <He's telling laughs> yo, like, I, I, put, I, put, I try to play a joke, bro. I had to delete it. Yeah, gonna be in the city I, on I, Thursday, I and I was like, nah. Yo. I was like, nah. I'm gonna send Jay Prince an invoice for this piece I want to write, man. And I was like, listen, you know what? Man. Like, nah. Let me delete that. No, but I, like, I, like that's the thing like when he came in people just think like oh drop the record i i do i'll tell y'all this dang can i say this song I, I guess i'll say it so before the before kanye tweeted mm-hmm. i got a text that said drake was dropping next week right two hours before kanye's tweet i got a text that said drake's dropping next week i won't say from who but i got a text that said drake's dropping next week he got a record and i'm like okay cool Two hours later, Kanye tweets, no beef, all love. Right. So I was like, well, that's a coincidence. Ooh. The next day, Jay Prince comes out. Hey, the beef's over. So I was like, well, out of the person who told me that Drake has a record, either just made that story up, right, or Drake really has a record. And not just the record, but the energy around the moment was something that someone decided to say, let's stop this right now. Well, that's the thing about it. People were looking at Drake like he was the punk. I'm yeah. like, there were people, I saw people being upset that Drake was basically like, played himself. And I'm right. like, if you just generally dislike Drake, I guess that's what you could say, but I'm not jumping out of bounds with Jay Prince. If, that, if I'm Drake and that man oh, says, bro. It's over, then y'all can feel about it how you want. But that, I, I tell people for the longest when that line from when he first said, I'm a Jay Prince investment, I said, That's the realest thing Drake has ever said in his entire career. <laughs> right? All the bars <laughs> of all the rap shit he said, that's cool. That one right there is a thousand percent true that I don't doubt for forget a second. Courtney at Hooters, yeah, forget Courtney at Hooters, Fuck forget, yeah, all of that shit that he talked about. Like, never mind all of them girls, whoever right. was leaving the, the voicemail on the Marvin's room, like, right. never mind all of that. Forget like, them. I'm forget about him, yeah, jumping bad but with yeah, Jay Prince, man. But like, that's my thing. I, I think that rap beef is entertainment for us, but there are people's lives involved in this, and I think that's what I always worry about about entertainment. It's like reality TV. You get too caught up in the entertainment side of things, and we forget about how things can escalate. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be on your side of things because if we think about the East Coast and West Coast beef, it. The escalation was because of the media, it was because of the people, it was because of the artists. Like, a lot of things play a part in how things escalate that does not necessarily have to do with diss records. For sure. Like, you know, man, them kids ran up on Joe Button when he was just in Drake. <laughs> yeah. For like that, like, like when you, oh, oh, they tried to send Meek to jail when he was beefing with, with, but, uh, oh, yeah. Call, you know, call it, call right. That's true. And, and That's true. Like, the problem is when stuff starts happening. Outside of your realm, things can escalate. And that's when I knew when I heard that 40 line, I was like, oh, well, this could potentially, not saying anything can go bad on, on Drake or Push aside, but like how things can escalate changes is when you mention someone in that kind of context. You just want to limit the casualties. Right. Because the thing is, Drake mentioned your, his, his fiance, and he was wrong for that. And he, yeah, he des- opened the floodgate. And, and he deserved all the hell after for you that. Get, yeah, after that, you get, you get whatever but you say. I was yeah. just like, you know. I wasn't even worried about Drake, bro. I'm worried about Baka. Well, I mentioned that to someone who is familiar with them, and he was like, man, Baka ain't going to do shit. Not because Baka's not a real nigga, but because Baka probably can't leave Canada. That's not funny, but like, but it's a bit of truth. He probably yeah, like, can't. I don't think like, I've ever seen Baka stateside anywhere. Yeah, you're right. So, like, he probably, let's push goals to Toronto, like, you know. Probably got one of those long scopes though. He <laughs> yeah, he seems. Marcus does seem like it's somebody right. that would have like, like a I can yeah. rifle. <laughs> like I can right. shoot you from right. like got the whole Richmond <laughs> from the balcony, <laughs> from the balcony of the CN Tower. <laughs> He's up there like views. So hold on, side side note. I just want to ask you guys this now. Since he brought up forty. I thought something that was really interesting that Pusher said in his diss record was like he wanted all the smoke. He was like, "Don't mention Kanye." Right. But if we were talking about dirt. I think it'd be hard to find some dirt on Pusha T if you're not going like dig into the streets. I don't know what Pusha's life was like, but I know Pusha didn't do nothing on the internet 
other than say Arby's was for Thanksgiving was the wildest shit he's ever done online. But other than that, I feel like it's very hard to find like dirt on Pusha. But Kanye West is probably like a whole Relatively entire easy. yeah, like literally a museum of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure like the reason why he responded the way he did was he was trying to deflect from like, hey, like this is all about me. Right. But right. I, I think that whatever was gonna happen was going to be a combination of both. That I don't think I don't think Drake had a bomb for Pusha. I think he, oh, had he was a gonna bomb, yeah, he was but gonna he had say, a yeah, yeah. bomb for yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, when when Jay Prince says it was gonna be career altering, I actually yeah. believe. As far as Kanye goes, yeah. I believe. I feel it. like Pusha T is fine, like nothing. Like, Whatever you, even if he said some real true shit about Pusha, Pusha's not. Pusha could keep them braids for eighteen more years. Yeah, and, There's and, and people that love Pusha, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Not gonna, that's not gonna do anything. But but I but it made me question: What is worse than slavery was a choice? What do you have? That's the thing. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even. I'm not even sure. Cause like to me, that was like career. Like that should have been. Yeah. Different. But like, nah, he bounced back from that very beautiful. Well, I mean, knowing Drake, whatever it was, it probably involves a woman, right? Maybe probably I, something on I, Kim. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's, it's a. I it's think a, he has a it's son. Like, like he bodies. He like, a what? I feel like he found Kanye's other son. Oh lord! That's from Alistair. I bet Drake made a whole kid appear. <laughs> like, oh y'all know you about my kid. You think Drake is capable of making a whole other kid appear? Yes. And he would call no. It, oh. I mean, look, we didn't know Drake had a son. He made that one appear. No, 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 no. You have to understand. Pusha T is from the DMV, home of the Washington Post. Yeah. Yeah. Where all that shit about like the <laughs> the Watergate. <laughs> He's from the home of the Watergate. Yo, why did no one write that think piece? That's a great <laughs> think piece. <laughs> Of course, Pusha knows all of this. He's from the he's home of the Watergate. Watergate. Why did? Of course, wow. he, has, of course that, he has intel. I'm that very. No man doesn't have. I'm directing this next comment to Noisy. I'm Woodward, so Woodward, <laughs> Bernstein, and Thornton. <laughs> I am done. Woodward, Woodward <laughs> seriously, Bernstein. what if? Because, because, okay, so this Ooh, is that's it right there. He what if Kai has an outside, so, yeah. like a kid for a kid? Why are and we then, writing Drake fan fiction all over again? This is exactly what happened on, on Twitter. Man. Because he didn't drop the record. Kanye <laughs> has a Drake is has not going to do anything child. to match these enormous expectations. I'm sorry. You think, you think that man? He's that petty. Of course is he it? is. Yes. This, listen, I'm a, Kanye has an outside kid. Drake does the diss reply over. Pusha T and, and over clips, uh, Mr. Me Too. Here's the thing. But look, what else? Do we, what else do we have? We have nothing. We have gave, nothing. He gave us nothing. I but a press Jay release. Prince, but Jay, I mean, Jay, let's be true. The whole truth is that Jay Prince. I get why Jay Prince did what he did, but he also did rob us of a moment that we could have had. Yeah. All we, it, whatever would have happened, it was supposed to be a moment. It was supposed to be something that happened, and we didn't get it. No, I mean, listen, He's when, keeping the J Prince vibes. I, when he, I was at Tree Sound earlier this week. And I really wish I would. Did you go? We're in the A room in the live room, and you know his security comes in there. You know, there's a lot of people, so they, you know, they clear a path, and like he walks through. And, like, it's not even like he walks into the room, like, to applause. It's like everybody is, like, library silent. <laughs> and he walks through. I don't even know if his feet was touching the ground. Like, he, it was, like, totally quiet. <laughs> and he just kind of, like, floated through and sat down. And he just has a real calm demeanor about him that just says, nah. <laughs> just says, nah. <laughs> nah. Well, to wind down, maybe we should seg away from aubreygram.livejournal.com. .livejournal.com. And do we want to talk about the freshman cover? The XXL freshman cover came out today. I guess by the time people are hearing this, it won't be today. But sure. It's today now. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It was a little difficult to, like, identify everybody. Like, <laughs> Are we that old? I mean, I, mean I, knew, I, I knew J.I.D. Okay. Well, I'm happy he's on there. Yeah. You know. I'm happy that Pose is on there. Yeah. I'm happy he appears yeah. exactly as he is. He's with definitely his, the real MVP of that cover. He's the real MVP of the cover. For sure. Like, in the no, corner. In the, in the corner, like. Like a fucking. ducked off away from Like, you. what am I doing here? Right. But also. But also, like, all right, cool. I'll be on the cover. You know, yeah. Like, like, that's cool. like, I'll do the cover. I'll do the cover. It's cool. Like, I'm better than all these guys, but it's nothing. I'm not tripping. Right, right. Any surprises? Anybody you guys were surprised to see on there? Not really. Only, like, 
I think if you had asked me a week ago who was going to be on the double XL cover, I don't think I would have been able to recite everybody who was on the list. But like looking at that list, I can't say I was necessarily surprised just because I felt like it was all the trendy names that I felt. Did they put Kamaya on the list last year? Last year, yeah. Last year? They yeah. well, they've had her on the list. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I was a little surprised year. that like Stefan Don was cool, and I like Stefan Don, but I I was kind of surprised that they didn't put one of the dolls. Mm-hmm. Oh or, yeah. Like, other, I felt like this, I just felt yeah. like there was other female female MCs. Yep. I thought and Don to be the only one. I was like, all right, like. I they could have done so, that whole cover like, with female artists. They really could. Yeah, and they would have like been just as famous as a tribute. Red I mean, or... they've they've let some like R and B type stuff slide in, so like they could have put her on there, right? I feel I, like they could have like. So can, can I? Like, so can I say that I don't understand the criteria anymore? Like no. I don't know what yeah, I don't makes know you a freshman anymore, and that's that's my problem with the list now is they've been so kind of like all over the place. That I do not understand the criteria. Like, Is it just you what? don't have a major label debut album? But I feel like someone's been on there with the album before. I can't, I'm sure I they can't quote, but like I'm, I'm sure they been originally. That before. was it, though. You couldn't be. I thought you couldn't even be signed at one point in time. I think they oh, tried that, no. but nowadays it's all yeah, these like, deals. Like everyone, <laughs> Atlantic's just trying to crop right. up everybody. Everyone. Yeah. Oh wow, that Catch Me Outside girl's not on there though. She's That's, not on there? Yeah, she's I, not. But I'm kind of surprised because she's kind of had like a little run. Well, you know what, though? The thing that's crazy about it is that I'm willing to bet that was a debate inside of XXL office. Yeah, it wouldn't be. To have Bob Barbie I'm on sure, there? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that wasn't just like, oh, hey, hell no, we wouldn't put Barbie? her on there. Is no, I'm name? sure someone brought that up. Yeah, it's her. very bad. B-H-A-D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate the, the, I hate the H's. <laughs> the H's irritate the okay. shit out of me. Like, Not that I should even give a fuck about this little girl, but like when I see her name, the H irritates me. Like, my mind doesn't register what that is. You know what's crazy? If you go back and look at like the 07 cover, though. Who's like, on the 07 like the cover? cover? Was, yeah. that, was that Cole and Wale in there? Nah, 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 nah. That was like the... the no, that was Cole was before their time. Wale was, was not like seven. That was, was like before their time. Seven was like Papoose, Young Dro, Saigon. Saigon, Like yeah. that's a list where it's like there's no I told you so. Yeah, there's like, no I told you Honestly, they're like, it's like red coding, right? Like it's like red shirting, my bad, red shirting. It's like... Oh, we see potential in these artists, but like mm-hmm. not every freshman blows up into a star. Like we see varying degrees of like ups and downs, ups and downs. To me, it just feels like they're making their own food to feed themselves. Like it's like the freshman cover. To me, it doesn't seem to mean anything. I mean, maybe for the artist, it might feel like an accomplishment. Uh, it means which is fine something. For them. Does it though? It does. I feel like it's just a reason for Double XL to be to an authority. It. Not even authority, just to create content at this point. At this point, it's like they have a website that, that needs clicks, and they have to do things that are going to make people drive people to the website. And I so feel it's like the ultimate the, listicle. So yeah, to me, I feel like it's just Holy it's shit. a it's a it's just a listicle that has made some level of relevance, or or have like make, grown itself into something beyond what it actually is, and it's just clicks. Because like you said, all of these people don't blow up. What are they doing after the fact to do anything for that? You have the concert at least. They tried that for a year or two. They would have okay. to fresh. I forget what year that was. Ooh, I don't even like remember. Oh nine. Oh nine. Oh, nine. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think SOBs. They had like a freshman concert. At least they tried to do that much. But after that, like, it's almost like doing summer jam. I feel like like this mm. is a, this is a, this is a free appearance. We're not going to pay you for, but we talk about your music in our magazine to promote you. So now we're going to give you like this. Cover this cover that pretty much just serves as a way for people to talk about us for like a couple of days or a week or so, or whatever, and then it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't remember anyone that was on it last year. Well, the thing about it is, oh, that's a good quiz. I'm sure the artists that were it would, I would, I would lose. Oh, yeah, but hardcore, any of them, but not, I will none, say one. the thing about it is, it, it does, it, it is, of course, content for them, but I also think like hip hop right now is so uh conversation based mm-hmm. that what. The cover gives us is a reason to have conversations For about sure. the artists. Now we might not know the criteria of who's selected, but it allows us to look who's on the list, kind of look at their stance, and also look who's not there. For like, well, this person has this going on, this person has this going on. Mm-hmm. So we allowed to talk about artists that's coming up. I For think that's sure. what the list allows us to do. Like outside of whatever Double XL's intentions are, I hope they continue doing the list because. 
Oh, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't, ima- I can't imagine that list good, ever ending. But I just, I, I get pump. A pump is a big thing. I'm just and, like, I feel know, like a lot of the people that were on the cover were pe- were folks that people were already talking about. Well, they were only talking about them because that looks I was posting them. Yeah, but I feel like even before then. Well, I guess uh, this was. I always thought that the hard part was that you can't really have the list anymore <clears throat> because we're creating content year round, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm making pieces about these artists, literally 365, then by the time we get to the cover, they're they're already popping. If you're already signed, if the internet's talking, like how do you get? Are, are would should the list be people that no one knows? Should it be completely unknown? Because I feel like the hard part about right now, and I think this is the issue with the list, is that you cannot really gauge how big someone will be. I just think they're, looking at this list like right now, I can't really say they have a very strong curational voice. Like, you know. Right, that's fair. It's, you're not putting people on. You're just acknowledging people we I'm already I'm not know. looking at them and being like, you know what, those read to me like double XL's picks. To me, I look at this list and be like, I could find oh these are like the top results on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I read the list. It's it's not a testament to Double XL as an authority or a curator or anything like that. It's more so a testament to just like what gets complex clicks today. You know what I mean? So like I don't I don't know. I mean, I got a point. I mean, I mean, putting and I guess my question is if they put a whole list of unknown. Would they lose any traction? Because I'm not even saying they should put a whole list of unknowns. I'm saying that list of rappers could probably appear anywhere. anywhere. Like, I yeah, wouldn't yeah, be yeah, necessarily yeah. surprised to see that on a complex or a fader yeah. as a double XL. I think that's my point. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's definitely a thing. Of but, it. You, but you made a good point, though. Would it create traction? And I think one thing that working on, on like the publishing side of things. Is that people aren't necessarily attracted to like artists they don't know. Like you have to right. convince people to listen. So like if you did a list with literally nothing but new acts, I don't know the reaction. Mm-hmm. Like I do not know if Double XL literally just scrapped the whole idea and is dug into like people that no one knew or very like like if you had under two thousand followers on SoundCloud and they pit ten of them on a cover. Would that cover create enough attention around those artists where they'll be in the conversation? I honestly do not know. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if people would care. I don't know if they care now. That's and that's what I guess that's my well, point. I think they kind of care, but I think I think, do I think they care. They, but I guess it's, is it a genuine care or do I care because I scroll down my timeline? Oh, I happen to see this. I don't care like. At the beginning of the at January, I was thinking Rubber Birdman hand rubbing like, damn, <laughs> who's gonna be on the cover of Double XL Freshman? I wasn't thinking about that shit. Like we said, didn't even know it was coming out today. I just scrolled down. I was like, oh, it's, it's, a Freshman like, cover. It's What's a part it? of the summer. It's like, <laughs> said, it's like, another, it's like another season of Survivor. Are who's you a watching? Freshman cover apologist, yo? Is Survivor still on? What? Yes, it is. No, Survivor, like thirty this thing. Yes, Survivor comes on every summer. Yes. Wow. Even Wait, when you're really? not watching, yes. Like, look, come on now, guys. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, guys. No, you guys know NBC's getting money. Stop it. That's, yeah, NBC is definitely. Look, I had no idea. But like, idea. literally, like they they still recycle. You know, uh, Amazing Race, Big Brother. Like the same shows come on because that's what people expect. Someone's watching. Now, I think the thing is like we might not care, but like I feel like they're still selling to somebody, to some audience. Some somebody cares about what does Double XL think. Who does Double XL thinks next? And I kind of think that's who they kind of cater to. Right. But because it's been a storied event, every summer it becomes a it's a temple. The publication version of Summer Jam. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. Like we know Summer Jam's coming every year. Like, we know Music Midtown's coming every year. Yeah. The world, sure. I heard wow. Summer Jam was kind of a dud, and Music Midtown doesn't look. Look, I'm still they showing put up. Post Malone above Gucci Mane. Oh my God, but they did. I mean, yeah, but I mean, somebody, one of my coworkers asked me the other day, like, why is Post Malone so high up? And I'm oh, like, wait. you know what kind of crowd? Actually, never mind. I can't even be like, oh my but, God. I know it's in Atlanta. I get it. Too, I mean, like, like but we're talking respect. But Post just got a number one record with Ty Dolla So that cycle record just went number one Tuesday. But Gucci Mane is a yeah. hero to I mean, all mankind. I know he saved all our lives, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> what was his last number one? He, I mean, he had Black Beetle, and then he had the one with Drake, just last year. But like, Post went number one yesterday. That's all I'm saying. I think Post Malone is a conspiracy theory. Do there, you? I, I think, think he's a figment of our I think imagination. He's a, I think he's an industry plant. I think I'm post Post Malone. Okay, so at this point, can we do, what is it? Define industry plant. Can we get like I, I need a hard. I don't definition. know. I just said that's a troll. Everyone. You know what I think? <laughs> oh. an industry I mean, plant could be. Is I, I, I just wonder what. People, can I, I please never, define industry plant? Though I would love to hear because I never I've never heard one. I just I'm interested. It's an just like industry what, plant mm-hmm. is someone that none of us knew. Mm-hmm. That the industry decided that we all will get to know. Literally, I've been in studio sessions with people that talked about like Post Malone back in like oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. Mm-hmm. That and no one could ever tell you that they knew who this person was. Right. But when White Iverson came out, the industry decided he was gonna blow up. Same thing, like it's like a decision amongst the labels, like, if you think about it, like, the idea of the Illuminati, there's a music industry Illuminati where it's, like, six guys in tank tops. <laughs> they all also, decide. like, iHeartRadio actually has, like, a rising yeah. artist program. Yeah. They did this with Iggy Azalea, oh, yeah, very they point, famously. They, 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 they point that yeah. juice But see, yeah. was, was, was Post part of that? But just being an industry plant means that you have people that, that, that are able to make things happen for you and create situations for you that might not necessarily be available to everybody. It's right. just, like, you're you're plugged in. Well, this is my thing about it. Like, I mean, obviously, you got a machine behind you that's going to make everything different, right? But my question has always been, because I don't know, see, and maybe it's naive of me, I just don't know if I believe that. Like, even if you put the juice behind somebody, uh-huh. does that mean that they're going like, to... I think that's how a lot of pop hits kind of came to be, though, which is by sheer force of exposure and repetition, after a while, something kind of grows on you, like and you're like... Music. Like, like, huh? We don't hate music. That's the thing. Like, if something plays enough and it's catchy enough, we will find ourselves liking something. Like, as long as it's in front of us. Because if and I listen to something, thing. right? Post Malone's music is also wildly inoffensive. Like, the image yeah. of him is it's a different big. story. Right. But, but if you music? have him on in the background, no one's gonna like th- go up in arms and be like, "What is this bullshit?" Yeah, 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 because yeah, it yeah, very yeah, much yeah, yeah. chose in the line of like very inoffensive. Yeah. It's like very ambient. I mean, we're gonna write. I'm gonna write a thing piece next week about how Post Malone revived rap rap. Is that your final word for the night? It is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rapture raw. Rapture raw. Shout out to Rapture raw. <laughs> Oh yeah, so okay. you've been listening to <laughs> the show that ne- the podcast that never ends. You've been listening to the uh, Something to Say podcast. I am Ja. My mama calls me Jason. Uh, shout out to all the peaches and players and all my partners on probation still smoking. Like that.